And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. But it's Monday, which means I took the computer away from Mr. Boss again. Don't know how you feel about that, but at this point, you're kind of stuck with me now. So anyway, so hello, everybody. Welcome to Mrs. Boss Monday. And uh, yes, we're, we're giving this a go again. So... We'll see how I do this time around. As you can tell, I don't have something looming behind me, so maybe Mr. Boss trusts me with the computer? I don't know. So anyway, apparently I need to go through this type of stuff first. So first of all, thank you for popping in. Our chat will be open, so you can talk with me live now, or if you're listening to this later, you can sit and leave some comments or send us an email. And we, if you are listening to us later, we are everywhere. I will get this in some type of order. Um, We are on iHeartRadio, podcasts. We've got Amazon Music, Spotify, Double Twitch, or double twist. twist, almost got it. Um, iPod, Apple, <laughs> Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and Listen Notes. Um, we are also on all sorts of social media as well. Um, so you can find us anywhere there and leave comments on how wonderful we are or that I shouldn't be doing this, but you never know. We also have a newsletter so that you can subscribe to us and do subscribe because Mr. Boss puts out a great newsletter every month and hopefully Office Dog will return to said newsletter. Um, Let's see. We have an email. You can email us at, and that's scrolling down here. Boom, boom. On our like, subscribe, and share if you like us. You can do that type of stuff with us. Um, And let's see. Just letting you know this week, tomorrow, Mr. Boss will be interviewing Richard Polinelli. And he's got a new book coming out, so they'll be chit-chatting about that. Tonight, we have an all-new H2O podcast, and the Mr. Harvey and Mr. Boss will be talking about stuff that should be remade, I think. I think that's what the, whatchamacallit is. And then tomorrow night, we have an all-new Salacious Crumbs dropping. That is our Star Wars news show, which also means later this week on Thursday at 8 o'clock, we have an all-new Ranker Pit to discuss everything else and what we think about it. And speaking of what we think about, today I'm going to talk a little bit about, well, what I think about with this whole Gina Carano thing. So as we all know that she was fired from The Mandalorian a few weeks ago, and there's a lot of 
say on what exactly happened, why it exactly happened, and why she was, you know, picked out of, you know, anybody else who has been a part of the Star Wars universe to be fired for almost kind of maybe doing the same thing. Hello, Robert, in the chat. Um, so, yeah, so she did some posts on social media that were taken a little out of context by the cancel culture. Those 12 angry people over on Twitter who think they run the world, and unfortunately the world listens to them. And, you know, it's not like her co-workers didn't do something that may have just as... I mean, if you're going to pick on one, you might as well pick on the others, right? But apparently, because she's not on the thinking crowd for the Hollywood team, it didn't exactly go over well, like it did with other said star. Anyway, um, so in this last week, she did do the interview with Ben Shapiro, and you know, it was a good, it was a good sit down. He asked a lot of, you know, questions of her, and it, my, my, my general thought in regards to how that interview went was, I feel bad for her, because you could tell through the entire interview, as he was asking questions, that if she was any other person that probably hasn't signed away her complete life to Disney for any kind of non-disclosure. But at the same time, if she was any other person who didn't care about the people around her and was willing to throw other people under the bus, then she would have had no problem. But we've all heard such great things about her being a good human, just a good person and a sweet person. And you, you could see that sh through the entire interview that she kept responding or repeating, you know, that she wasn't going to sit there and throw any other names out to other people who have, you know, not been nice or are getting the same treatment from Disney because it's not her place to do it and she's protecting them because who who knows? I mean, Disney's willing to do whatever they want to do if you don't fall in line with what they want you to fall in line with. And she's protecting them. And you, you could see and you could hear it in her voice the that she was biting her tongue through a lot of it. And, I mean, I understand that because I know that there have been times where I've been on a show here and... You know, Jason can sit there and, you know, he will say what he would like to say, and that's fine. And he will have his opinions, which is fine. And I envy that he goes out and says what he wants to say. And, you know, I know there are times where he might be biting his tongue a little bit, but he 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 does say it and puts himself out there. And as much as I would like to, I I don't because I'm afraid to. I'll probably also sit there and 
hit a few things in the process of it um, with any anger that I may have over whatever it is that we're discussing. Your comments are uh, along the lines of what Bill Burr said in a podcast he did here not too long ago. The Bill he's got a he's got a podcast with. Uh, uh, a couple of other guys, the Bill Burt podcast, where he talks, you know, pop culture, mostly sports. Um, but he, they got into this about uh, about the whole Gina Carano thing, and he basically put out there, you know, I'm working for him. I've got to watch what I what I have to say. So he's he's very much aware, and I think probably. Um, this ties into some of the stuff you're talking about with with Gina's interview of other people who are potential targets for all of this. I have a feeling that after they're done with Rosario Dawson, Bill Burr is next. Or if they can't get Rosario Dawson, Bill Burr is next. Either way, he's on the target list. Well, I would think Bill Burr would be the first of the two, even though Rosario Dawson has her her history but given the extreme, the character she's playing, I mean, that's, a, it's one thing that Gina Carano got, you know, canceled or, you know, fired. She had only been in so many episodes and she wasn't a main character. So, I mean, unless they do a massive recasting before anything with the Ahsoka show starts, I mean, you're, I mean, it's, it's like, how many times did they recast? I, I mean, I can't sit there and say, how many times did they recast Batman when you look at all the old Batman movies? Yeah, but but this that, is a TV show. That's a little different, though. I yeah. mean, Batman, Batman is more of an iconic character that doesn't, doesn't belong. It's not associated with any one particular actor, like James Bond. Yeah. Where you have, you know, over time, only one person has played Luke Skywalker or or Princess Leia or you know you get yeah. into these like if they had recast Harry, uh, Daniel Radcliffe in the middle of all the Harry Potter movies yeah same same kind of thing now you know in some in some cases you're going to have circumstances like when an actor dies for example they had to they had to recast Dumbledore yeah but in, in but there's also enough makeup and prosthetics on him right that you could get away with it and it was a, I mean, it was a se- almost seamless change. Yeah, and and the other the other part of that too is that when you look at something like that, where you can replace an actor to play the character, you're doing so because the character lends itself to that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you know, Batman is a mask and a cape, yeah. and he has to be you know physically there. But in terms of who plays that part. As long as they, as long as they fit the physicality of the character, then anybody really can be Batman. Well, it's like we've talked about. Anybody could replace Pedro Pascal. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of voice actors out there who probably could do the voice, and you never know who is underneath the mask because there's different people having to do different parts based on what is required at that point. Right. And I know that with Rosaria Dawson, with her, yes, yeah, she's got a lot of makeup on. And prosthetics to look like Ahsoka, but there's still the facial part that they've kind of built in. Even though we've only seen Ahsoka once, yeah. 
and then in any of the you know advertisement artwork type things but that's you know that can be all modified we've seen photoshop um and you look at something like um uh, the Marvel Universe recasting Rhodey. I mean, Terrence Howard played him in the first Iron Man movie, and then after that it was Don Cheadle. So this kind of thing is not completely unheard of. And the longer the replacement performer plays that character, the more you associate with that character. So you could technically recast Cara Dune, but I don't think anybody's going to do that yet because, one, the wound is still fresh. Yeah. And that would just be rubbing salt in it. But really, from what we've been hearing from people like Doomcock and Midnight's Edge, it sounds like, and again, this is all rumor, but it sounds like they want to completely do away with Favreau's success anyway. So, it, you well, know, I was going to get to that. Recasting Cara yeah. Dune is just, you know, part of it. Incidental to all of that. Well, so like I said, the the interview was good. I felt bad she was, you know, you could tell that she was holding back on some of that stuff. But at the same time, she's being respectful to, you know, the other people around because, you know, at this point there are targets because it's Disney. But, um, but anyway, and, uh, but then we also saw another video, like Jason mentioned with Doomcock and, you know, he's, he's got some new sources, but everything of course is taken with a grain of salt because these are, you know, some of these are the first time he's having, he's working with them. And so he's still got to build that level of trust and making sure that he hasn't been fed something bad since there's people out there trying to cancel him too. And so, uh, Hey, Mazeris, good to see you in the chat. (laughs) Um, but he had pointed out, and this was, I think something I loosely had mentioned to Jason and not so much mentioned, but just in passing thought We've always talked about the fact that there's two camps in Lucasfilm. You've got the Kathleen Kennedy sheep, and then you've got everybody else. And in how much of this, you know, whoever did the firing, if Favreau has been kind of standing up for Gina through what everything that had happened before she was fired... So obviously the firing didn't quite come from him, from what we gather and everything. So from what Doomcock had said is that it came from Kathleen. And reasoning behind this is she, in her side, is looking more, or was looking to ruin Favreau. I mean, she's, you know, we've heard the rumors that she's not allowed to come to the set. And, you know, they've been a huge success where she's failed when it's come to Disney and Lucasfilm and everything that's gone on to Star Wars and how everybody hates her, but everybody absolutely loves Favreau and Filoni for what they've done because they're actually doing something with the franchise and slowly digging out of their grave that she's created. And so she went over their heads and did the firing. 
of Gina. And, um, yeah, I agree with you, Mazer's weasels. <laughs> if they need a persona. Definitely weasels, because we know how they are. And then you get the weasels that are from um, uh, Who Frames Roger Rabbit. So they're... Yeah, anyway. So anyway... <laughs> um, but, um, so she's trying to find a way to, you know, make things bad for him because he has this great plan and she's just thrown a wrench in it. And according to this, one of the sources that Dean Cock had, you know, they were talking about, they were, uh, part of some gathering and he had gotten a phone call for... <laughs> he had gotten a phone call and left the room and even though they could not hear what the conversation was apparently he was not a happy person and there was some strong tones within the conversation that they could hear without actually hearing the conversation so he was not happy apparently over whatever that may have been so, you know, obviously the blindsided by the firing of Carano as well. Um, so, you know, it, it, it kind of makes me wonder a little bit. I'm not one to want to think bad of think bad of people, especially people I don't know. And I know that everything we hear is hearsay, and with any. You know, we hear these rumors about Kathleen Kennedy and we just see where things are going. Now, she could be the nicest person in the whole wide world. And she may, you know, I don't know. But you hear things like this and if she's willing to sit there and throw someone out over... Not knowing, I mean, as Jason had put it, what Gina had been discussing in the one post that everybody was like, oh, she's comparing him to Nazis. And in reality, no, she's just pointing out that, you know, we're at a point where people are going to be tattling on other people. And I just, I just read an article somewhere um, that over in... England, they're okaying for children to be spies, even if it's against their parents. I mean, this is, again is, as Jason has talked about with the different, you know, Animal Farm 1984, Fahrenheit, um, you know, whatever, and the, oh, the other one, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but in 1984, you know, you've got parents who don't talk around their kids because their kids will turn them in. And, you know, we're, we're kind of in that, you know, that position, and that's just what she was trying to say on it. I mean, it's nothing like what, you know, Peter Pascal had done with his and had misinformation which never really got called out on social media like it should, because apparently that's what they do. One of the interesting things that was mentioned in the in the um, interview that 
she had mentioned, I think it was in that interview, was the fact that he, you know, they talk about the two of them being friends and everything. And maybe it was in the Dunkock, so don't don't quote me on either one of them. But when she had a family member get ill with COVID, then he was not exactly what she she puts off this show that they're good friends and all this, but his reaction was not what a good friend would have done. And it was one of those ones where we had to sit there and be like, wait, wait, hold on. What? Let's let's do this again? Say that again? So it makes you kind of question a little bit where or what is. I know she's she's putting up a good friend and being a decent human, but it also sits there and, you know, makes you wonder how much of it is alive for it to be out there in public how much of it is just I'm not going to sit there and throw someone under the bus for being a complete meanie. There's been those good moments and then there's been those bad moments. We all have that. So, um, Mazers, what if the people who started the counter narrative against Gina were people who know exactly what she was saying they just don't want her to get that point across because that means they stand to lose something if she does. And that is true. Um, I mean, why, you know, it's like everything else. If the truth is out there, then there's people who are going to lose from it. And... As Jason points out in several conversations we have on many different subjects, you know, once you get a person in power, they don't want to give up that power. And even if the truth is what's going to take them from power, they will do whatever they can to keep that away so that they don't lose the power. And in, you know, and with this, I don't know. I mean, you you have to wonder if she were to sit there and come out and say exactly everything, just lay it on the table. Here's my all my cards. What would we learn? And hypothetically speaking, if someone were to get in trouble over, you know, any of this, and we see how much people are actually held accountable they're not and but if it was how many people in Lucasfilm would be gone canceled I don't know demoted whatever they do but it's one of those things that doesn't exactly happen am I still not talking into it apparently I need to make out with the mic I apologize, so I, w- I will get better on this. Um, and we are in a war of language. You are right, Mazuris. I mean, it's 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 all a game of semantics in reality, and it's you know what I say versus what you say, and 
if it's it is frustrating whether it's with this or with anything else that there's truths out there to be had and people not getting getting twisted i don't know i'm 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 not sure so but yeah you know and It would, like I said, it would be interesting to see if she were to be that type of person to throw other people under the bus, what would come out, and if anybody could be, you know, held accountable for anything. If she were that kind of person, she would have done it already? No, and I agree. I agree with you, um, because, I mean, it's good to see she isn't that type of person, we need more people, I guess, like that in the world, as much as there are people who deserve to get thrown under the bus well, I think, after a point. I think part of it, too, uh, you're starting to see, um, I guess the term now is normies, people who are not generally fans, like, you know, really into this kind of thing. They're starting to have conversations among themselves about what's been going on and I saw a video the other day um, Bill Maher on his show over on HBO was talking about this oh was that the saying, one that Drunk did on uh, yeah I think Drunk yeah I saw it. that I was going to you know, eventually bring that one up thank saying you basically you know this can't the, the people who are generally supportive of the cancel cult I think are starting to realize just how far it's gotten and how dangerous it's become because nobody is immune. And the Gina Carano getting fired, I think, has woken up a lot of people who might not otherwise have been paying attention to it. And now they're starting to realize, well, wait a minute, why did she get fired? It's it's the Barbara Streisand effect. And I think... I think the combination of the Barbara Streisand effect where people find out about something and then they look into it and then they realize, you know, that it's not exactly as it's being portrayed and the blowback against the corporate and the cancel cult and all of that, that could very well become what I call the Gina Carano effect. It could be this might be the beginning of the end of the cancel cult. I, 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 I could be speaking out of turn too soon, but it just feels like there's a shift in the wind well, on some of this stuff. And it, it could, it could very well be that this is one of those, you know, those fixed points in time type of, of things where the event is big enough that it makes some sort of an impact. Well, I know that. I mean, and when I I saw that, was it last night or was it this morning? I watched it with uh, 3PO and Bill Maher. And even remember yesterday, I had mentioned to you when we were driving that I'm surprised a little bit. I know where he, Bill Maher sits in regards to politics and everything. But or just, you know, on the spectrum. But there are times where he does jump in and looks at his side and like, are you you guys are, 
you know, yeah, it's started not the, first the work. Time he's it, called out his his side for doing stupid antics. And so when I saw this with three PO, I or C three or drunk three PO, I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, he he does it again. So, well, and to Mazer's point here, that that video from Yuri Bezmanov. That actually has been circulating for a number of years, but I think a lot of a lot of people are starting to pay attention to it because it's part of a part of a video game that got released, I think, last year or this year. Uh, it's and I can't remember what it is. I, it may be it may be the latest Call of Duty update. I think that is. And it's the, it it has pieces that are set in the '80s. Ronald Reagan figures as a character in there, but I think the Besmanov video has been included in that and i think that's that's one of the reasons why it's getting a lot of traction lately because yeah call of duty cold war thank you and it's probably putting more attention to that but it has been circulating online for the last i don't know two or three years i think people every every now and again will reference it Mm -hmm. uh it is chilling to watch because it is very predictive. I've said for a number of years that, you know, know, um, uh, Khrushchev was right. They didn't have to fire fire a gun, any kind of a weapon at us. They got us from the inside. And Besmanov details exactly how that kind of thing is accomplished. It's, It's something that I recommend everybody should watch. I will sit there and have to check that out I've probably seen bits of it and I know it but off the top of my head I'm not exactly picking it out of my brain he's former KGB yeah Yeah. so like I said I, I probably have it buried in there I'm just not you know um, I'm just not being able to dig it out like most of the time <laughs> with any. <laughs> but um but yeah i mean so now i lost my train of thought i have a i have a tendency to do that sometimes yeah i know that's why i'm here you got me to lose my train of thought and i got stuck <laughs> but anyway um one of the interesting things that they did talk about was that on Doomcock's uh, video that she went and... Oh, no, you're fine, Mazerus. It's not you. Don't worry. Um, was that, you know, you talk about Gina and, you know, they they were talking about the people on the set that worked with them. And, you know, it's, you know, with Gina, her concern is... You know, it's it's not just the actors; it's everybody else. And apparently, one of the things that Doomcock said was, you know, the you know weasels, as Mazers put it. You know, they 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 see that Gina gets along great with like her makeup crew, and so they got rid of her makeup crew and brought in weasel makeup crew to work on her because it you know it doesn't help if she's not buddy buddy with them but one of the things they said is that after wrapping or after you know shoots were done i guess she would she got what really good expensive pizza 
And there was maybe another couple words added to that, but I'm not going to repeat that on air. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, so she's just, I don't know, she's a good person. I'm starting to spiral a little, trying to come back to where I was. Well, and Bill Barr says she's a sweetheart. I mean, she's, she's so easy to get along with everywhere. But yeah. the new narrative, of, of course, is going to be that she's got anger issues because now they're posting the the behind the scenes bloopers from Deadpool. Oh where yeah, he's he's improvising, and she apparently punches him in the face. Um, and I'm not sure she's probably pulled her punch, but you know the 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 rich family mob connections in Las Vegas doesn't doesn't seem to have have taken hold so i guess maybe they're going to go after her for for that so. yeah i they're searching for a narrative to use against her because so far nothing's been able to work well it's funny so my cousin sits there and sends this and some of it can work with this some of it may not i don't know and i don't think i forwarded it on to you but the simplest way he's had this explain is justice means getting what you deserve without favor. Social justice means getting what you don't deserve because you are favored. And in this case, with the belief system she has, which doesn't figure in with everybody else, you know, she's she's gotten kicked out of there where other people have done pretty much the same and have kept their job because they are all you know same thing at least in public I mean when we had the ranker pit a couple weeks ago and uh, what's Cameron's last name Cam. who was on the show oh, with Cameron us Pasha. yeah Cameron Pasha he, you know yeah there was it limo liberals is what he calls them Basically, when you're <laughs> when they're out in public, they're definitely going to be, you know, ooh, yes, we're we're part of this crowd. But once behind closed doors, it's not quite the same. Um, so they're f just as fake as half of the other stuff. But anyway, that's 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 kind of where I'm at with all of this. I, you know, people are dumb. I'm just going to say that people are dumb and, you know, as many times as we've talked about it here, it's no longer what you're doing. It's everything outside your craft and, you know, people don't let, you know, they're, they're not letting people just do their craft and be known for their craft it's, you know, it's everything else behind it. And, you know, that's, it's like I've told Jason, I, I wouldn't want to get, you know, do something because I'm whatever I am. I want to be doing something because I'm good at it and people appreciate it and respect it. And unfortunately, that is not the way that the world is working at this moment. And hopefully at some point, we we would get back to it, but at the same time, I may be being too optimistic for that. I don't know. 
I don't know. What do you think, Mr. Boss? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at uh, the chat. Autumn is a newcomer. That's a new name that we haven't seen before. Hello, Welcome. Autumn. Um, put a gambit named Carano Medium in your favorite search engine for an in-depth analysis of the situation. Autumn, I put that in there and I didn't see anything. So um, I'm wondering what I'm looking for there. Um, I will keep I will keep looking for some different things, but. Uh, if uh, if you've got a little bit of more, because right now uh, my search is tur turning up a lot of X-Men and chess references, so. <laughs> Thank you, Autumn. We'll keep looking that up and have fun at work. All right, Autumn. Yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> and check out, check out, we did our last two Ranker Pit episodes we did covering this topic as well. We got really in-depth with those uh, with those conversations, so. Thanks for being here. Stick around. You might you might find something you like. So. <laughs> A gambit named coronomedium.com. Okay, I will I will take a look. So anyway, so Yeah, I I really don't know what else to say, Mr. Boss. Cuz at this point I'll just start rambling. Okay, would you like to throw to a promo and then let me take take the chair? We can do that. So okay. let's do a promo for, uh, let's see, I get to pick for the promos. They're under promos? Yes. All right, I'm going to do the Salacious Crumbs promo since we've got that tomorrow. So we'll be right back after this. Sci-Fi for Me is about to take you on an incredible journey into the realms of science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Interviews with writers, filmmakers, artists, and actors. Conventions and fandom. Previews and reviews of movies and television. Sci-Fi for Me is working to be the most popular science fiction magazine in the solar system. Subscribe now and enter the fantastic world of Sci-Fi for Me, delivering the multiverse since 2009. As we regain our equilibrium here, no, here, take your, take your, take your, your earbuds here and stuff. So, all right. I, yeah, it, okay. <laughs> all right. So, basically, uh, yeah, I we we will likely be revisiting this and other uh, other parts of this scenario. A few different times. Basically, what's going on right now, as far as we're aware, Bill Burr is probably going to be the next target. They've they've set up, uh, they've set up Rosario Dawson with the whole trans thing, but that's very quickly falling apart. Mainly because out of the twenty different accusations that were leveled against uh, Dawson and her family, eighteen of them have been dropped. And uh, I have read, and, and I don't know where I saw this, but apparently some of those accusations were false. So the person accusing Rosario Dawson's family of transphobic behavior has been lying. So, allegedly. So I don't think that Rosario Dawson is going to be an easy target. I think Bill Burr is probably going to be the next one that gets really specifically focused on. And then Carl Weathers uh, is likely to be 
on the chopping block as well. Part of that, of course, uh, made possible because of the fact that uh, they are not in season three, as far as we know. Now, if there's any kind of a conversation for Bill Burr to have uh, any kind of involvement on Rangers of the New Republic, for example, we don't know about that. But with him saying, I work for these people, uh, present tense, active voice, uh, that seems to indicate that he still has a relationship of some sort, whether it's a contract or if he's negotiating, uh, then he's still part of that production. So he's got to watch what he says. And, and, and look, I don't fault him for that. If he sits there and says, you know, I've got to be careful what I say, more than likely it is contractual uh, in terms of what kind of things he's allowed to do, you know, because a lot of a lot of contracts nowadays have some sort of a morals clause, a behavior clause. And uh, so Disney probably is watching what he says. Hello, Matuane. Welcome in the chat. You're uh, just in time. So uh, good to see you. And uh, for those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, uh, there are several ways that you can do that. But we also do broadcast live as video on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. We've reactivated our Twitch account, twitch.tv slash sci-fi for me. Uh, we do invite you to check that out because we are going to start. We're going to make the attempt to start anyway. Our watch parties. And uh, what that's going to involve is if you have an Amazon Prime account and you are following us over on Twitch, then when we do a watch party, we can pull up a movie or a TV show from the Amazon Prime library and we can screen that. You can actually watch that show on our channel and in one window, there'll be the movie or the, or the show. In another window, there will be us doing a commentary, run, uh, running along with it. And there's a volume control for either one of them. You can pick and choose if you're going to listen to us while you watch the film. Or you can just turn us completely down and watch the film. And then when the movie's over and the watch party's done, our video track will remain... And you can go back and you can watch our commentary later if you want. So uh, we're going to kick those off. And we've had a couple of suggestions already. Uh, so we've got some some uh, some suggestions. Battlefield Earth is on that list. Uh, might do some Star Trek on that list. And we were actually looking at, let's see, what was that? There was a movie. I was talking to one of our guys uh, yesterday. Um... Lucifernia. Oh, Stuart Gordon's Dolls. Uh, Stuart Gordon just recently passed away, and he's got a movie called Dolls that apparently has resurfaced. And, of course, we've got the new um, uh, Roger Corman film that's just resurfaced as well, the amusement park. So is that Roger Corman? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, no, George Romero. I'm not a horror guy, so... Eventually, I'll get all of this. But anyway, in the meantime, uh, we do have, like uh, like Mindy said, tonight we've got a brand new H2O podcast, our number 258th episode. We're going to be talking about remakes, but from a different point of view, we're going to be talking about remakes. We actually want to see things that we think should be remade. 
that it hasn't yet. And then, of course, tomorrow evening, we have a brand new ranker, uh, it's not a brand new ranker pit. We've got a brand new Salacious Crumbs with all the news from the Star Wars universe. And on Thursday, ranker pit, not that, not that picture, not that picture. And that's anyway. All right. So we'll hit the button and hit the button. All right. So ranker pit this week. And at some point, we're going to try to have another tartar sauce. That kind of fell apart on us last week because of scheduling conflicts. But we're going to try to get Ranker Pit up. And then Saturday, we'll have a new Foreign Bodies. And I think, I think we're going to start doing that show live. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. Possibly. All that to say that we have so many programs going on right now. That the best way for you to know when we put out a new show is to be subscribed to the channel and have your notifications turned on. And we also want you to sign up for our newsletter because we're going to be doing that a lot more frequently. I've got to get one out this week, as a matter of fact, because it is the beginning of the month. And since it is the beginning of March, I have a little bit of a heads up to give everyone. I think, and Mrs. Boss, I have not discussed this with you yet. So this is the, this is this is where we're making the announcement. Okay, so okay, a couple of a couple of technical things. Um, we are, Mazers, um, um, you're right. Even liberals should be worried about what we're talking about right now, and that's that's very true, because. It's, it's that, you know, first they came for fill in the blank, but I wasn't fill in the blank, so I didn't say anything. Then they came for X and so, but I wasn't X and so, so I didn't say anything. Eventually, the cancel culture is going to be a circular firing squad. They already are, and they're already targeting each other for, you know, the wrong kind of wrong thing. So hopefully it's not too late for people to start waking up. And I think you're starting to see a little bit of that with the backlash on the Gina Carano thing, because it's carrying over into everything else. All of the star Wars videos on their YouTube channel is getting ratioed. The Kathleen Kennedy video of the Oscars got ratioed um, and had disappeared for a while. And then it came back. Uh, but they took all of the comments down. They took all the likes and dislikes down. So, on the Oscars YouTube channel, other videos are getting ratioed. Why did you take you know why did you take the comments off of this one? Fire Kathleen Kennedy. Why you know why did Gina Carano get fired? So this backlash is not limited to Star Wars. We're gonna you know we're seeing a lot of people canceling their Disney Plus accounts, and I think we're gonna start seeing people canceling their Hulu accounts because Disney owns half of that. Uh, toy sales are down. Uh, so there's going to be ramifications in all of this. And I think the long-term ramifications are such that, you know, we're going to, we're going to have to keep an eye on, on a lot of things. I haven't even looked at the, at the, uh, the Disney stock price yet. What, what have you got? Well, I was going to sit there. You're talking about with toy sales and everything like that. When it comes, you know, Hasbro stopped doing the Gina Carano because they got, their stuff pulled from it and everything. Right. Well, I had ordered back last year a Gina Carano Funko Pop, and I got an update, and it was supposed to be out this month, or, yeah, this month in March, and it's been pushed back to July. And you had mentioned that you were even surprised that it was still there. Yeah, I am. And, and I think some of that, 
No, because we've been looking at the, um, you know, the Pablo, Pablo Hidalgo uh, Mandalorian artwork book uh, has been delayed. We found that out over on, there was, a, I think, a Hungarian site or something had, had posted because the American version got, dis, got delayed. And so the Hungarian translation got delayed. And that's how we found out about it. And people were saying, well, because in the article, StarWarsNews.net had said that the reason it got delayed is because Lucasfilm wanted to have more control over their books and they want to consolidate in because you've got all of these new Mandalorian stories that are starting all of these new these new spinoff series. So it's entirely possible that they delayed the book in order to include some information off of that, but also to take out maybe some stuff related to Cara Dune, maybe minimize her presence in that book. But the question came up is how much what is what does that mean? Lucasfilm wants to have more control. So I reached out to uh, J.W. Rinsler. Sometimes the the control of the you know the creative process of a particular book or a particular property that's licensed property. So by license, so Lucasfilm owns Star Wars. If I want to create a Funko Pop, or if I want to create a line of action figures, or if I want to, you know, make a make a stuffed droid toy or a, a mug or anything like that, I have to pay Lucasfilm permission for permission to use Star Wars material in whatever it is that I'm creating. It's, you know, I get a license that says you you're able to do this. The license is limited to very specific use. And for these different publishing ventures, depending on the publisher, depending on the contract, some creative teams could have a little bit more autonomy than others. And it's possible that whatever contract DK Publishing has, for example, or Marvel or IDW, it's possible that Lucasfilm might be wanting to kind of dial back and change the balance of creative control between Lucasfilm and whoever buys the license for that particular product they're making. So they could be reevaluating some of that. So DK Publishing, in this particular example with the Hidalgo book, could be that Lucasfilm says, okay, we need to change some things in the book because DK Publishing put this thing together and Lucasfilm now wants to make revisions. So it's possible that that's something like that is going on it's where they reduce Cara Dune's presence in that book. Uh, that's pure speculation on my part. I don't know. But, um, but stuff like that, it... it there's still that question about whether or not there are factions within Lucasfilm. But the fact that you have regular normal people now becoming aware of this situation after, after the Mulan blowback and now you've got the Cara Dune, Gina Carano thing, WandaVision apparently is suffering for it, uh, at least in social media buzz – uh, if you go back and look at Google Trends, Gina Carano is still more searched in Google search than either The Mandalorian or Star Wars or uh, High Republic or WandaVision or Disney+. Plus. And that has not slowed down any. So I think within the next month, you're going to start to see 
Disney making some different moves, possibly, in order to mitigate some of the damage because there's damage being done. People are pulling their accounts. People are canceling their subscriptions. That's money. Have we money. found out how many? No. Okay. No, I don't, I don't know that I've seen anything, any numbers on how many, uh, how many people have canceled their subscription. Because the other part of that is some people have it as part of bundles like we do, where it's not, it's not easy to sit there and just say, well, I want to cancel this piece because then you end up having to go through the rigmarole of a bunch of other things getting affected. So it's, it's hard to tell. But I think one of, the th one of the things we're going to be looking at here in the next few weeks and keep an eye on, one, we have to keep an eye on the Disney stock price because the, the stockholders are more than likely keeping an eye on all of this. And the Disney people, the Bobs, are keeping an eye on this. And I'm sure they're having numerous conversations about all of this. And as we get closer to September, when Kathleen Kennedy's contract supposedly comes to an end, we'll see between now and September if Disney makes any kind of an announcement, either she's retiring or she's going to go set up shop as a producer on her own somewhere and Disney's going to distribute her stuff. Maybe that's a way that you know everybody kind of saves face they're not going to fire her she's too close to the end of her contract in order to you know for them to fire her plus as has been pointed out in various different places she is right now the most powerful woman in hollywood um i mean amy pascal was probably the only other one that's got any kind of comparable clout but she's compromised and, and damaged by all of the stuff that happened with the sony email blow up from a couple of years ago. So I don't want to say Kathleen Kennedy is untouchable, but she's got a lot of Kevlar around her. She's, she's Teflon right now and it takes a lot to do harm to Teflon. So she's going to be around at least through September when her contract is up and hopefully Disney is smart and they don't renew her contract and uh, Put a good put a good front up for whatever you know. Kathleen's going to move on. It's time for her to go do her own thing. She's going to retire or whatever. Reputations don't have to be tarnished on purpose. I mean, she's already done enough harm in that regard herself. Nobody needs to pile on. We all know that Kathleen Kennedy is one of the primary movers and shakers responsible for the damage done to the Star uh, the Star Wars brand. So, we'll see. And yes, Mazer's practice picks perfect, and I am perfectly fine any time that, that Mrs. Boss uh, decides that she's going to sit here and do this. Um, it's a learning experience. It's a learning process. I mean, I, I kind of have a day or two more than she does in terms of experience, but... Well, um, I just know that I can sit there and sometimes just start rambling. And when I get to the point where I've said what I need to say, then we run into issues. <laughs> oh, hush. I did say a word. I know. I know. Mm. All right. 
Anyway, okay, so that's going to do it for us. Like I said, uh, tomorrow we've got Richard, Richard Palinelli in here. Uh, he's got a new book, Galen's Way, that's uh, just about to hit. It is part of a brand new shared universe that they're putting together. Uh, he and John Wright and a couple of others are working on this thing, so we're going to be talking to him about that. And we probably might talk about uh, the the Worldcon Discon thing with uh, with what's going on with they did to Tony Weisskopf because Richard uh, had some things to say about that online in his blog. So we'll probably talk to him. And yes, tonight H two O, tomorrow Salacious Crumbs, and we'll be back here Tuesday. Oh, I never got around to my announcement. Yeah, I got sidetracked. What what See, it what even did happens you not to discuss me? with me? All right, so Wednesday is my birthday. Okay, I thought so it was just another day. It is just another day, but I thought I would take advantage of people's, you know, I would play off of people's sympathies. And since it's my birthday on Wednesday, I thought what I could do is just open up the floor and we have an open mic day and people could come in and tell us how wonderful we are. Or something. If you have something else you want to talk about, I guess we could do that too. But how about we do open mic Wednesday on uh, on on the third because um, it's your birthday. Why not? So that's what we're going to do. Uh, those of you who are in the chat, then I do have one at that point on your birthday, we can do the unboxing of your birthday card. I have a birthday card. Will I have a birthday card? I guess. I, 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 guess I guess they might. All right. Fine. We can unbox the birthday card. All right. Uh, those of you who are in the chat right now, I do have a technical question. I want to check and see about audio because we've had a few uh, a few notes of late that our audio seems to be coming out a little low. And I've I've listened to it compared up to other channels, and it does sound like our output is not as high as I would like for it to be. Uh, so if all if any of you would like to just kind of let me know, do you have us dialed all the way up? Have you got us on full blast on your volume, and do we need to to, to dial it up even more? Um, I'm thinking there's probably some different things that we can do there, but I'm not sure yet. We got to look into it. Uh, so we may do a couple of audio test streams uh sometime this week so we might give you a heads up we might have some people uh listen and uh, let us know about those because we may we may uh play and play with some settings here so uh anyway that's going to do it for us here if you've got thoughts that you want to share with us about this or any other topic that we have uh spoken about here or if you've got suggestions for topics uh, you can let us know with a comment or you can send an email live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com and join us tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central for a new H2O podcast. And we'll be back here tomorrow at 1 Eastern, noon Central. Talk to Richard Palinelli. In the meantime, just remember, it's your money. It's your vote. So ultimately, you have control. And there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.